Welcome to Musicians Versus the World, the podcast where we explore aspects of music and musician life that may not have been covered in music school. I am your host, Christine Smith. And today our program is all about stage presence. It's about connecting with our audience and having a real experience and a great connection with them as we perform our music. And here to teach us about it today is Felice. She's a New York City-based pop singer with a mission to bring the glamour of the 2000s back into the music industry. Felice's music is a nostalgic nod to the glamour and fun of the 90s and 2000s pop scene with a contemporary twist that keeps it fresh and exciting. And she's joining us today all the way from Vienna. So Felice, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Musicians Versus the World. Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining us all the way from Vienna. What takes you over there? So I'm here to visit my family. I've been in New York um, for the past year, actually, and I'm here every summer. So yeah, I'm just here visiting my family. Oh, that's great. So tell me, how did you get from Vienna to New York? Um, So to get to the root of my story, I grew up in Austria, Vienna, and um, music has always played this huge role in my life. My dad is a jazz drummer professionally. My mom plays the piano, and my whole family is just making music all the time. And when I was four years old, my parents signed me up for this musical program called Musical Munchkins, which is a program for children to learn um, piano and singing playfully. And when I was eight years old, my dad, he started a open mic session for children called Kids Jam, where um, children would have the opportunity to perform live on stage with a band. And that's where I kind of got into music and really started thinking about, you know, doing this for, you know, for life. And I really got inspired by Lady Gaga because back then she was really huge and she just had her debut and she really inspired me. So the whole pop music scene was super inspiring for me. And when I was 15 years old, I discovered Mariah Carey and I got so inspired. And I read that she moved to New York when she was 18 years old. And that's what inspired me to do that, too. And I started singing backup for a New Yorker soul singer called Giselle Jackson when I was 15 years old. And we toured um, throughout Europe, and it was a, such an amazing experience, and I was gigging and all of that. And then when I was 18 years old, I actually planned to move to New York, but that's right when the pandemic hit. Mm. And so I had to wait two years to actually do it when everything kind of calmed down. And my parents wouldn't allow it. They were, like, so worried and I said to them, I'm going, like, there is nothing you could do to stop me. And <laughs> I, I had a passport, a suitcase, and some money saved up. And then I, I just went in February 2022. That's when I moved. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's the type of tenacity you need to be a musician. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I can't think of a better place to grow up the history of music in Vienna I mean, it must just permeate everything there. Definitely, yeah. I mean, Vienna is mainly um, for classical music mm -hmm. and jazz music. So I felt like it was definitely great pre preparation. But it's also, like for pop music, I definitely wanted to go to New York because I feel like there is a greater scene there. Yeah, yeah. So you just get to 
just take in everything from Vienna, bring it with you right. to New York and then yeah. just live in that amazing, amazing city. How has it been? So you've been there about two years then? Or one year? Yes. Actually, I've, one year. Yeah, like over, around one year and yeah. um, four months. Yeah. So it's been a great experience. It's super exciting. I went to so many open mic sessions when I first started there. And, you know, the band just knew every every chart and everything just like that. And it was so surprising to me. The musicians were so great. And it was just right where I felt like I belonged. And I have had um, four performances so far. And um, it has really been great. I love my vocal school there because I do a vocal school there. And I also learn about business and management, which is also great for improving as an artist, I feel like. And also I've been writing and recording a lot. So that has been a great experience. Yeah. So you're just you just dove in and you're like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I dove right into it. Yeah. But you've been performing yeah. since apparently eight years old with those my open mic days yeah. <laughs> that your dad put together. So like we were talking about, we were corresponding a little bit before this interview. You're very passionate about these live performances and connecting with your audience. Yes. And now I can see why you have such a history of doing it. Yeah. Why do you think the live performance is so important? I feel like live performances are just completely different from what you hear on a studio recording. It's an energy thing. Mm -hmm. You have living people playing with you, every instrument and the audience, of course, the audience is a great, like they're part of the performance. And I, I feel like it's a great experience for both the audience and me as a musician. Yeah. Now, have you always been comfortable in front of these audiences or is that something that you've had to work on over the years? I feel like since I've done it for such a long time, it's, um, I, I feel comfortable on stage. I actually feel more comfortable on stage than when I'm off stage. Really? Yeah, it's it's weird. I have like, when I'm off stage, I'm like, you know, easily anxious. But as soon as I'm on stage, I feel like that's where I know what to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I actually feel comfortable on stage. But of course, you know, I would get butterflies here and there and, and depending on the performance. But usually I feel quite comfortable on stage. Mm. Do you have some sort of pre-performance habits that you do, like that you kind of get in the zone before you go on stage? Or is it just like you walk on and a switch turns on? Um, so I like to think about what I'm going to do or say before I go on stage, just to have this kind of preparation. But as soon as I'm on stage, I'm usually just doing whatever in the heat of the moment and, you know, seeing how the audience reacts and also how the band reacts. It's, it's again, it's an energy thing. You just have to feel it out. It's a lot about feeling, in my opinion. So sometimes I would just do something that is not planned. And sometimes I have to go back and think, think about what I thought before and, and do more thinking than usual. So yeah, it really depends on the situation, I'd say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think being prepared is a wonderful thing because the more prepared you are, the more confident you are going into it. And you can be flexible because you always know you have your preparation to fall back on just in case something, you know, unexpected happens. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Since you've been performing for so long, can you tell me what the difference is between like a really good performance and 
kind of a mediocre one, not necessarily a bad one, but you know, what's, what's the thing that makes a performance great? So first of all, it's the setup. So there has to be a great sound and the musicians have to, you know, they have to know the song. So if you rehearse with your band for a few times, that would be great because as soon as everyone knows everything by heart, they can actually focus on, you know, being with the audience and being present and not thinking about the songs per se. But I feel like the best thing about a performance is actually how the audience reacts to it. I had great performances that didn't have the best setup and the audience completely loved it. So when someone comes up to me after the performance and is like, I forgot about my daily struggles, you made me feel inspired, happy and free. And that's something I consider a great performance because I made someone else feel great about themselves. And I, I feel like that's what is the most important thing about a good performance. Mm-hmm. Again, it all goes back to that connecting with your audience. and yeah. yeah. So do you talk to your audience or do you just go up and sing? I do talk to my audience. I love talking to the audience. I, I feel like they should be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I love interacting with them by making them sing the lyrics or asking some questions in between or telling some stories. But even with the, with the great performers that I have seen, I've seen some that don't talk to the audience at all. And I didn't really feel an intimate connection with them. And there were some stars where I really felt heard and I felt like they were speaking to me as a person, even though I was one of, I don't know, 15,000. And I really loved that. So I want to make people feel like it's about them as an individual and not as a crowd. Gotcha. Yeah. So We've, we've talked before on this program about finding your why, like, why are you doing mm-hmm. this? And from what you're saying, it sounds like your why is more about being kind of a tool for other people to feel joy and to be heard. Am I, am I hearing you right? Yes, definitely. I want people to feel more happy, more free, more inspired, because I feel like every person has so much potential and so much creativity and happiness inside them and I feel like a lot of people are very pressured by daily life struggles and I just want to make them forget about those problems for a while even if it's just for a short period of time Mm -hmm. and that's where the 90s pop comes in because that's just a lot of fun definitely (laughs) yeah 90s pop is just I I just love those areas because I feel like it was very glamorous very fun very sparkly in a sense. And that's what I listen to a lot. Yeah. So who are your, um, who are your inspirations? You've already said Lady Gaga, Mariah Carey. Um, When you are composing or writing your own songs, do you pull off Mm -hmm. of them or do you have other inspiration as well? Um, Well, I, I get inspired not only by artists, but also by life and by, I can get inspired by anything. Even shows I I see on TV, I get inspired by so many things. And then I kind of, when I write, I kind of shut off and just, it just comes out of me. I I don't really have a process. It just, it just happens. I can't explain what happens, but as soon as I start thinking about it too much, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm blocked in a way. Gotcha. And when I feel like that, I'm analyzing and structuring and then the whole feeling kind of goes away. And so um, going back to your question, I feel like 
I have the inspiration in me subconsciously, mm-hmm. but then when I when I really sit down and write, it just you know it comes and goes like like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that matches very well with the freedom that you were feeling about what you were speaking about performing. It sounds like that whole idea of freedom and expression is in every step of your music making. Definitely, yes. I have really noticed that there is freedom in performing, freedom in writing and in singing and just the whole aspect of music. And I think you are very, very blessed to not get too nervous outside of the butterflies. But I know there's a lot of musicians that love music, but they have maybe performance anxiety, maybe something bad has happened in the past. Um, how would you suggest that people like work on that and still have mm-hmm. an amazing experience with their audiences, even if they're feeling nervous? So first of all, I would say practice is key, even when it comes to performing. So whenever you get the chance, perform in front of every anyone you can, friends, family. And I wouldn't say pressure yourself to go on a big stage and start out there. Just start start out small. As I said, perform in front of your friends, even if it's just two, one. It really helps. It really um, gives you that experience. And you will feel more comfortable as soon as you practice a lot. I feel like the only um, reason why it feels so natural for me is because I've done it for such a long time. And I've always taken every single opportunity to be on stage and perform in front of people, even if it was just in my living room for, for our guests or whoever. So I would say practice is key and also make sure that the song you perform is is a song you feel comfortable with and that you can give 120% by yourself. You can sing in your room. You can sing um, by heart. When you, someone is waking you up in your sleep, you could, you know, sing the lyrics, sing the song, like, Really make sure you feel comfortable with it and you don't have any um, issues with difficult belts or difficult notes where you feel unsure about that. So I feel like that will take a lot of anxiety away. Yeah, I think you're right. I think preparation very much is the key. And I like the idea that performance is a skill that you can practice and you can improve on. Mm-hmm. And if you have the more positive experiences and low pressure experiences you have, you can kind of gradually build up and get to those high. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I've seen a performer in New York and she was so amazing. Like the, the whole crowd was standing up. Everyone was vibing. It was really an amazing experience. And afterwards, I talked to her and she and she said, it hasn't always been like that. I really had to practice every week and as much as I could to be the performer that I am right now. So for anyone who's just starting out or wants to get over stage fright, this is, you know, practicing is is key, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about stage presence. So you get out there. What do you do to connect with people? I know you said you talked with them. Um, Is it all about walking with confidence? Like, what is it that makes someone's stage presence just amazing, like that performer you were talking about just now? So I feel like the, you know, the first moment that you're seen by people on stage is 
the most important. So the first impression is really important. You have to walk on stage like you mean it, standing up straight and, you know, not fidgeting or mumbling. Like, do everything like you mean it. So if you smile, don't shyly smile, like really smile with a big smile. And, you know, when you connect with your audience, make it about them and not too much about yourself. So you always have to think about what does the audience want and what, how can I make this a great show for them? So I like to ask questions and talk confidently. And if something goes wrong, I always say the show must go on. Usually people don't even notice mm. if something goes like some, you know, minor inconveniences that usually only musicians would notice. Don't feel too insecure about it. Just play it off. And if it's something big, then I would say make a joke about it. If everyone has seen it, just make it obvious and, and laugh it off. Do everything with confidence, okay. I'd say. I like that. So if you're not confident, some things you can do to pretend to be confident until you become confident. You said uh, standing up straight, like a big, mm -hmm. a big smile, making eye contact. Is there, um, is there something people can do to kind of get in that mindset? Maybe some sort of like, oh, I got this or deep breathing exercises. What do you suggest for someone who really is nervous before getting out there? Yeah. So um, I don't know if this will speak to everyone, but I like listening to like affirmations in the sense that, you know, looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you are confident, it really helps because you become more confident as soon as you start believing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like having someone in the audience that supports you 100%, whether it be family or friends, helps so much if you just have one smiling face in the audience, getting the validation from them before you go on stage and having that support system is super important too. Mm -hmm. And also dress like a star, dress like dress like you want to be seen. It really helps um, getting yourself into another character. If you don't feel comfortable with yourself, you can just play a character like it makes you feel better about yourself sometimes. People wouldn't know this, but a lot of musicians are very introverted and they become mm -hmm. a completely different person. Like you said yourself, you have, you know, little anxieties off stage. But then, yeah, I don't know if it's playing a character, but you're kind of just allowing yourself to be who you really are. You just have That's to get out true. of the way. That is really true. Yes. And I yeah. like the idea of maybe looking in the mirror every once in a while and maybe practicing some of this stuff in the mirror, perhaps. Do you ever find yourself Definitely. doing that, like practicing your smiles or practicing your questions in front of a mirror? All the time. I What I like to do is listen to songs that are not necessarily mine, but, you know, songs that make me feel confident before uh -huh. I go on stage, which really helps me with my energy. And then looking in the mirror and pretending as if I'm performing those songs. And I do this like every night, practicing it. And also what helps me a lot is watching other performers. Mm. So... Either, you know, YouTube videos or going to other live performances, but you can really learn so much by just watching and analyzing what other great performers do and copying it. Mm -hmm. So what I love what you are saying is you spend a lot of time practicing not only your music, but you're practicing your performance. Mm -hmm. And you do a lot of time researching other musicians, seeing what you like about their performances, emulating that. And you're doing all of that prep work before so that when you're on stage, it's all kind of muscle memory. 
and yes. you have the freedom to not you're not like really doing a choreographed sort of act up there but all of that confidence that you've been practicing beforehand comes out in your music yes and I would also say practice that confidence in day-to-day life. Do things that are out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. Talk to people because it all plays into your stage presence at the end of the day, even though it doesn't seem like it in that moment. But it is how you act in daily life, too. That's true. That's true. Because, again, you're connecting with people. So I know no one likes talking about this, but have you ever had a bad performance And what did you do to get over it? Of course, I I feel like every performer has had bad performances and it's inevitable. Um, So I had a performance where it was an open mic session. And of course, people, you know, it's, it's difficult if you haven't rehearsed with the other performers. And I had them play the song in the wrong key, which is horrific for the singer, unfortunately. And... It wasn't the wrong key, and and it was, I think, way too high for me. Oh, no. And so, of course, people think that you're you're a bad singer or whatever, but I actually, I I didn't really do anything in the moment because you can't change it in that moment. But you know what? As soon as you get off, you have to accept it and know that it is inevitable and it will make you grow as an artist. Everything is an experience, even if it's a bad experience. And I feel like if it's a bad experience, you can learn so much from it. For example, I had my my dress rip like 10 seconds before I went on stage, literally. And my friend, she had a paper clip in her bag, luckily, and she kind of tied it together. (laughs) And I ran on stage and... (laughs) It was, you know, a bad experience, so to speak, but um, then I made a joke about it and I, I told the audience about that thing that just happened and they laughed and it was a really fun moment. It was a great icebreaker and I feel like that's what made the performance special. So I feel like even if something bad happens, you can make a good thing out of it and it's just important that you accept the fact that it wasn't your best performance, but you have so many great performances ahead of you. And the great ones wouldn't be that great if you, if it weren't for the bad ones. That's a fantastic outlook on that. So just uh, if you don't mind, what was the lesson that you learned when the band was playing in the wrong key? What did you take out of that one? Um, first of all, always know your key. <laughs> so <laughs> Good lesson. When, yeah, I mean, you know, the piano player asked me to sing, sing it and Maybe I sung it in a right key. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Maybe he played the wrong one. But um, the lesson is just be as prepared as you can. And when something like that happens, just try to do your best job. Even if you think, oh, my God, this is so difficult and I can't sing it in that key. And, you know, you have all of those thoughts. And in that moment, just do the best you can and play it off as if it was the right key even if it's not because you can still give a show and just go on just push push through and don't get off stage or or be angry obviously right and don't make a scene on stage yeah which is unprofessional and yeah accept it and get over it move on (laughs) next performance (laughs) will be better (laughs) i like that that's a great lesson and it's 
uh, very wise of you not to just be angry and internalize that, but you're using mm. it as a launching pad for a better performance the next time. That's very wise. Well done. Definitely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So what are you working on now? Do you have any new projects? Yeah, I'm actually having a collaboration with a Viennese rapper, which is a first timer for me because I have only released English music so far and he's rapping in German. I'm singing in English, but um, wow. it's going to be pretty interesting, I think. So I'm really excited for that. That's going to be a summer song. And next week I'm releasing an acoustic version of a single on my latest EP called Cheap Perfume. And I'm really excited about that too. When I first met you, didn't know your game. You made life seem better in every way. Well, Felice, you are so wonderful. I have loved chatting with you and learning from you. And um, I just, I think this is, I think you are wonderful. What last minute advice do you have for aspiring musicians? Yeah, so first of all, don't give up. There have been so many musicians that have had their breakthrough 10 years after they first started. SZA, for example, she just had her real breakthrough at 33 and she started at 23. So don't ever give up and keep going. I would also say take care of the business side of things. If you don't have a manager yet, it's really important to be your own manager and to to learn how to actually manage yourself and promote your music because it's not just being creative in the studio, but also releasing that music and promoting it and pushing it. And also connect with musicians in real life. Don't don't rely on social media only. Also go see live performances and take numbers and Instagrams and connect with people and, you know, enjoy the process, enjoy the climb. That is really important because there is going to be ups and downs, but it's going to be worth it. Definitely. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for that advice. Thank you for chatting with me today and taking sure. time out of your family time. That was so kind of you to do sure. that. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today on the Musicians vs. the World podcast in our discussion with Felice about stage presence and connecting with your audience. Hopefully this conversation has given you some useful suggestions for developing your own stage presence, and you've enjoyed getting to know Felice and her music. In this episode, you've heard snippets of songs from her latest EP. You've heard Closet Disco Queen, Discreet, Foolish Girl, and Cheap Perfume. All music here was shared with permission. You can find links to Felice's YouTube channel and Instagram in our show notes and on our website, frostedlens.com slash musicians versus the world. Musicians versus the World is a production of Frosted Lens Entertainment in conjunction with Smith Sound Music. It is hosted and edited by me, Christine Smith, and our producer today was Russ Wilkes. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any future conversations. You can also find a video version of this interview on our Musicians vs. the World YouTube channel. If you have any questions for us, topics you'd like to hear about, or any other helpful advice for musicians that you would like to share, be sure to reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, or Facebook, or send us an email at info at Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. 